0: I grew up in a household where our knives, forks, and spoons were in the third draw down. <laughs> oh, no. Oh,
1: no. <laughs> Never have I ever lost a bet over $1,000. Oh, no.
0: Nah, I haven't. I haven't. No. Nah. I've been... I've had to ban myself from the casino. <laughs> yeah, I could do a kickflip.
2: Might have to get a video off that Um, Yeah
0: can Post Post Malone do a kickflip 5-4 Jack Post is 1 Welcome back to Critical Banter We take the best bits from your favourite late night shows and package them into a podcast. So for today's episode, we'll be reaching around our very special guest, Australian presenter Jack Post, who you'll know from The Christian O'Connell Show, as well as the Hamish and Andy podcast. With him, we'll be doing a quick little interview, as well as playing Nostalgia Remix, where we'll be testing our musical knowledge from over the years. Before that, to wrap the week, we've got me and Miguel, we've got Kush. Hello, hello. Right here.
2: G'day, g'day. And DeSanthorin. Hello. Um, Well, if you don't know, Sydney is back in lockdown. So we are currently recording virtually and probably will be for the next few weeks. So if um, the episodes sound a bit how you're going, it's just us trying to talk over each other, Um, not being able to see each other. (laughs) And lag. Um. (laughs) And lag. Um, Miguel's uh, laptop is not even good enough to hold. Webcam
3: capabilities. My 2015 MacBook cannot handle four <laughs> people's videos, so my video is off. The other three boys have their video on. I'm faceless. I think it's important to note that this also doesn't change the amount of time I spent editing on Rohit. It doesn't make a difference. <laughs> same anyway. Surely makes it harder now. Nope. Same anyway. It's still, still a shambles from the man.
2: <laughs> well, we're recording this on Sunday, and as of 6 p.m. last night, Sydney is now in lockdown. Um, and so I was at this point yesterday where um, I went to Macca's because, you know, got to get the Maccas in before lockdown kicks in. And apparently, a lot of people had a similar idea. And so, I was sitting in a drive-thru in Maccas for about 20 minutes. And so, I rolled up to the um, ordering thing and I spoke into it and I ordered. And you know how you order, right? And then the the drive-thru like snakes around and you drive around to go pay at the next um, window. Yep. So, anyway, mm-hmm. so there was two lanes to the drive-thru. I, I ordered and then I, I moved forward a bit, but I couldn't go any further because there was a car blocking me off. Because it was like it was packed. It was like literally twenty cars in the drive-through, which is fine. Like normally that would be fine. So I move forward a bit, and in the rearview rear rearview mirror, I could see the there was an absolute Karen behind me driving a fucking Range Rover, and she was still like trying to like she was doing one of these ones. She was like motioning with her hands to tell me to move forward, and I'm yeah. like, move forward where, fam? If I move it forward, I'm literally t boning the guy in front of me. <laughs> so I turn around and I start to like wave my hands back at her, like, like what are you doing?
1: Is it outside the window or like just in your car? In my in car. So I you? turn
2: around, I'm looking through my back mirror oh, okay. and I'm giving it yeah. one of these. And I was like, you know, what are you <laughs> trying to tell me to do, mate? And then, so I was driving, I had my dad next to me. So I was like full gesturing at the person behind me. And then out of nowhere, I see my dad next to me on un- like, unbuckle his seatbelt and he starts <laughs> to open the door <laughs> takes his mask off and he's about to square up with the Karen behind me and I quickly grabbed him I'm like dude it's not worth it hold me back I, yeah, I literally <laughs> had to hold it back so my question is who was in the wrong here and should I just let him go unleash him unleash yeah, him I'm on the side you should just unleash him see where it takes you
3: yeah look every Karen regardless of where who they are they're in the wrong All the time. So, your dad, if he was going to square up, no problems there.
1: Surely, if the Karen was in a Range Rover, she could see that there was no room in front. Like, I I don't know what she was thinking. I don't know. The the fat bitch just wanted a Mac. -er.
2: Relax, mate. The Mac wasn't going to close at 3.15. You can order your Mac. Just give me two minutes.
1: Silly bitch. What was what was your dad planning on doing once he got to of Carrot's car? I, really <laughs> I think he just going to punch the windscreen. Maybe
3: no, he was going to open the boot, get out his baseball bat, and it's like time to break some kneecaps. I don't think. Have you ever seen any road
1: rage? Uh, like, I don't think uh, I've ever seen road rage live. I think it'd be a good experience to see that, though. I think it would have been entertaining for everyone else in the drive-through. Not
2: for you, but not an for me, embarrassment, no, surely right? Absolutely not. Yeah, actually, it would have been funny as well, though. To be honest.
1: So, our guest on the podcast this week, we uh, read out some numbers, as we are, of course, defined by our numbers. <laughs> he has 68,000 Instagram followers, worked 18 years in radio, lead guitarist in the band Release the Sounds, producer of the Hamish Shandy podcast, and host on the number one breakfast radio show in Melbourne, The Christian O'Connell Show. Jack Post, welcome to the Critical Banter Podcast.
0: Thanks for having me, guys. Eighteen years. I <laughs> I haven't heard that said out loud. That is scarily long. <laughs> How old are you guys, by the way? What what age brackets do you all fall into?
1: We are all twenty-four. Uh-huh. Twenty-three, please. Come on, Roy. <laughs>
0: oh, sorry. Sorry.
1: <laughs> I'm not that old. I
3: shave my moustache. I'm, I'm twenty-three.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm thirty-three and eighteen years in radio sounds ridiculous. I still feel I honestly still feel like a junior most of the time. Um, in any situation, but definitely in the radio industry.
1: Jeez. <laughs> it is um, it is actually a long time. Well, this is all according to LinkedIn. So yes, I, I know. I, it's
0: it, <laughs> it is a long time. I said it's a long time. I'm allowed to say it's a long time as the older one. You're meant to go, no, no, it's not that long.
1: <laughs> no, we make it a, a policy not to lie to our guests. So um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Thanks for the honesty. <laughs> That's actually um, pretty
2: insane. Like your radio career is old enough to start drinking.
0: <laughs> actually you know what i never thought about it like this but that means i've spent more of my life in radio than out of radio because i started my first year in radio was 2003 i was 15 years old so 18 years um in radio it just sounds ridiculous
2: what kind of radio station is hiring a 15 year old
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, good point it was it, it's a radio station that sounds like it's hosted by fifteen-year-olds. It's called the Student Youth <laughs> Network. Are you guys? Are you guys not in Melbourne? Where, whereabouts are you? No, we're in although.
2: Sydney currently, yep. going through another lockdown. If you haven't mm-hmm. heard,
0: good luck. Yes, we've been through many, so I don't. <laughs> I'm not going to feel um, He's not feeling that bad too bad for, for us. <laughs> <laughs> He's
2: playing the but, world's smallest violin for us.
0: <laughs> <laughs> There's a Student Youth Network. Is the name of the radio station I started on CNFM, and it is for people. As early as 12 years old, 12 to 26, yeah. (laughs) So, most of the programming during the day especially is school kids on air and so you can, I guess at some high schools, you can take it as an elective class doing radio and you can imagine the type of kids who would do that is like the ones Mm. who don't want to do any sciences, any maths. (laughs) (laughs) So, you get... Kind of, and I'm. I can say this because I was one of the people who put my hand up. But you get more of the drop kick type kids. So if you tune in at any time to Cine FM during the day, you'll pretty much hear like, okay, so that was um, <laughs> oh, no. um now Jason is gonna talk about his weekend.
1: <laughs> oh, that sounds like a shambles. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Well, Jack, we got to ask this question. We ask it to every guest we have on the podcast, but what is your rarest moment?
0: Mm -hmm. Rarest moment. Okay, this is going to shock you. As a child, I grew up in a household where our knives, forks and spoons were in the third drawer down. (laughs) Oh, no. no. (laughs) I didn't even know that was strange until... (laughs) I was older. But can you think of any kitchen you've ever been to anywhere in the world (laughs) where the knives and forks aren't in the top drawer?
2: What wasn't the top drawer? Or the top two, actually.
0: Our top drawer was miscellaneous. Your rubber bands, (laughs) batteries.
1: That's got to be last. It's got to be last. The
0: back of the Game Boy cover. Second second was pretty standard. That's your Glad Wraps baking paper, that sort of thing, all your rolls. Mm. And then third draw down was spoons, knives, and forks. Jesus.
2: No wonder you went into youth radio. You grew up in a household of anarchy.
0: <laughs> yes, that's right. I grew up in a very strange place. And even if I talk to my parents about it now, this is the only response we get. It's mm. like, Mom, why did we have the knives and forks and cutlery in the third draw down? Oh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> and that's pretty, that's pretty much the end of it.
2: how old were you when you realized that that was not normal behavior
0: well i guess you go to friends houses but even like up until 12 or 13 years old you're not really rummaging through the cutlery drawer Mm. you know mum or daddy's making your (laughs) snack so probably not until a teenager did i start to realize that i was strange
1: (laughs) <laughs> oh dear, that, that's a pretty good one. <laughs> I can't imagine having it in the third drawer though. Like for me, right, my standard is mm. forks, knives, and spoons. Yeah, yep. first drawer. Second drawer is all your spatulas and that well, sort ladles, of thing. yeah, yeah, correct. Yeah. And then it's a free for all for the rest of them. No, yeah. so third is like your Glad wrap, aluminium foil.
0: Yeah. See, we our spatulas and all the miscellaneous items fourth drawer. <laughs> 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 oh, <no. laughs> At that point, you're scuba diving to make an omelette. <laughs>
3: <Yeah. laughs>
0: we, didn't, we didn't eat that many omelettes, Kush, and I think that's why. Because, who's got time to get down in the fourth drawer? Yeah.
2: Dude, you have to bend really. over at least yeah. five, yeah. six times a day. Do you what guys al- have had osteoarthritis you- <laughs> by 14. <14?
0: laughs> what else did you guys have in that miscellaneous drawer? Because everybody's got the miscellaneous drawer.
2: Um, my house up until a few years ago, I reckon we had a rainforest of just plastic bags. There was at least a 1,000 <laughs> plastic bags yeah. in that drawer. And then luckily my parents have suddenly turned into greenies and so they've all gone by the wayside. So now we've just got our um, recycling bag, like the um, reusable bag, sorry.
0: We, we all did used to um, keep those single-use plastic bags as mm. if one day we would need yeah. thousands <laughs> of them. <laughs>
1: I actually do need the single-use plastic bags. Like, I use it to pick up the dog's poop. That's the uh, oh. the main usage mm. of them. Oh, yes.
0: I, I buy the posh version, the one you get at the pet store. <laughs> M- must be nice, Jack. It must <laughs> be very is. nice. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I leave the dog poo, especially in the backyard, I leave it so long that it doesn't fit into one of the single dog poo bags that you get at the pet store. <laughs> yeah. So, I end up having to get a full garbage bag, like the Glad garbage bag that fills our whole bin take that out, use one of the small ones as like a glove and then slowly fill up the big glad bag every few weeks. <laughs>
1: oh, how good. All right. Um, we've touched on this a little bit, but according to en.everybodywiki.com, <laughs> you, uh, you started your radio career at 15. My question is twofold. Mm-hmm. Firstly, we've answered this a little bit, how you got started in radio, but secondly and more importantly, why haven't Wikipedia let you have your own page? Oh,
0: <laughs> Actually, I tried for a long time to have. I had my own page for a little bit and some guy kicked me off because Wikipedia (laughs) is is like volunteer run, right? I guess people all around the world can uh, become Wikipedia editors. I don't really know how that works, but I said on the Christian O'Connell show, I think it's time that I get my own Wikipedia page. Some guy came forward and said, yep, I'm one of the editors. I can help you make it. He made it. It was great very thorough, said all the things I've done. I was very happy with it. And then a couple of weeks later, he said, hey, there's this guy, I I can't even remember his name, like um, Saffron underscore 83. He's (laughs) trying to get you taken down and his reasoning is you're not notable enough. You have to be a notable person to have a Wikipedia page and he says you're not notable. So then for a little bit, I was in a battle where, I was trying to get my page kept alive and prove I was notable, but Mm. Saffron88 kept trying to take me down. (laughs) And in the end, we let him win because I felt... I actually felt ashamed that I was putting so much effort into having my own Wikipedia page. It felt like from an ego point of view, it wasn't a healthy thing to be fighting for. (laughs) That's fair.
3: I'm just thinking on the flip side, like why is Saffron so (laughs) dedicated
0: to bring you down? No, but seriously, why... Why did he want, like, maybe the first time he came across me and decided I wasn't notable enough, fair enough, put in a complaint, but Mm. after we desperately tried to rally (laughs) and keep the page (laughs) up there, what was his vendetta against me that he didn't want me to be known on Wikipedia? Surely having more information on Wikipedia is just a good thing. I'm I'm not taking down somebody else's page because they can only Mm. have, like, total a million pages or something and now somebody else can't have their page cuz I'm on there it's yeah. free information it doesn't ma- matter if I'm a link
3: i have a i have a really strong feeling that saffron heard the story of you putting your forks in the third drawer and was like no nah, <laughs> no <"Nah."
0: laughs> this guy can't be trusted <laughs> nope <laughs>
3: <laughs> but it's funny as well cuz you're verified on instagram
2: so what more do they need like isn't I that i think
0: we sent that as part of our evidence I'm ashamed to actually say I've never said out loud on any recording that we fought, we fought this hard to get the Wikipedia page. But I did send that in as evidence that Instagram thinks I'm notable, but obviously this guy didn't think I was.
1: Who's the – is this like a court of law? You yeah. submit your case, you've got the judge presiding over HCC. it.
0: Yeah, it's all in back-end code that you have these battles. I don't know. The guy who was helping me launch the page – I was kept pushing him, and, you know, he's just a guy who doesn't know me at all, just heard me on the radio and thought he'd do me a favour, and then all of a sudden I'm uh, messaging every him every other day to go, hey, can we keep fighting this battle? Saffron eighty eight's <laughs> trying to kick us out. <laughs>
1: well, we're with you, Jack. Keep fighting the good fight.
0: Thank you, guys. If you ever become editors of Wikipedia pages, then please <laughs> let me know.
1: Yeah, first rule, first job. So, you've also been, look, to be honest, you've been part of some amazing things on radio, like obviously, you know, opening for Frank Stallone mm-hmm. and, of course, the Cool Boys and the Frontman tours. What is the coolest thing you probably had the opportunity to do since being on air?
0: Definitely the Hamish and Andy Cool Boys and the Frontman tour. So, this is where Hamish and Andy and I were in a band where we only played one cover song every gig. (laughs) (laughs) And that was so special to me because I actually thought for a little bit in high school that my career would be rock star and not radio guy. Mm. I played guitar, as in a band in high school and this is the closest I'm ever going to get. Definitely at 33, no one becomes a rock star for the first time. So (laughs) being part of that joke band on Hamish and Andy, was the closest I will get to being a rock star. But you know what? As we rolled into towns, people actually did, we did build up a frenzy for it and people came out and it was like I could convince myself for a little bit like, <laughs> oh, they love the band. Not they, they're they big fans of Hamish and Andy for a long time, but they love the band. They love our music. They love me jamming on this guitar. <laughs>
1: Yeah, no like well especially the private jet stuff as well like who gets the opportunity to fly on a private jet that's mm. amazing.
0: The private jet was cool but it wasn't as it wasn't as luxe as you think it was. It was actually very uncomfortable. Oh, Don't come off it. it was <laughs> it was, it was actually it turned out to be a bit of a pain in the ass. Like you you when you're sitting in it it was such a small private jet that when you're sitting in it especially if you're tall you have to crook your head to the side or else it hit the ceiling and mm. <laughs> It just wasn't like, it wasn't champagne flying everywhere. It, is, it was like a shit bus in the sky. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, It's so good. Um, look, they also say, you know, never meet your heroes. And you've obviously interviewed probably a lot of celebrities and, you know, some of your heroes. So I was just wanting to know um, which celebrity surprised you the most when meeting them, you know, good or bad.
0: Yeah. Good question. I, for a lot of the time, when because my role in Hamish and Andy, for people who don't know, is I was the button pusher. So I was the only <laughs> person in studio with them um, while they're doing the live shows. So I'm a very, like, out-of-the-way person for when celebrities come in. They obviously get introduced to Hamish and Andy. These are the guys that are going to be interviewing you. But it's interesting to see which ones would say hello to the guy who's in the corner behind the buttons and that is really a mark True. of a person mm. to go out of their way. The, the first one to do it was Jeffrey Rush. I remember that. And oh. that was maybe 12 years ago now, but that really stayed with me because he went out of his way to come around the desk and shake my hand and say, G'day. And I, w- I was starstruck at that. Mm. Um, who else really surprised me? S- Sadly, in a bad way. Slash from Guns N' Roses, the guitarist mm. from Guns N' Roses with the big top hat and curly hair, yeah. mm. was the meanest. Oh, I know. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's a damn shame. Just... Another
1: rock star, fell a yeah,
0: <laughs> fella. <laughs> this is before I strapped on the guitar in Cool Boys in the Front Man, so maybe he didn't know yet that we were peers. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: well, that's uh, sad to know, Slash.
0: Yeah. I, what about I you guys? Have f- people you've interviewed on this show who surprised you?
1: Look, I'm when, when you were talking
3: about like meeting celebrities and like a favorite heroes. For me, I'm I think I would act really poorly because for me, yeah. I, I I would love to meet like Al Pacino, Robert De Niro, big fans of them. But yeah. I feel like if I did, I would just go up to them and go, "What are you talking about, Jimmy? Who you're talking
0: about? <laughs> just to?" Be don't, like that. Don't do that.
4: Exactly.
0: I don't mean, I don't know celebrities well, but I guess I met them enough to know that. That's – they're not going to just, like, love that. <laughs> no, they're not. They're going to hate it.
3: They're
0: going to despise it. But it's just the first thing that comes into my mind. <laughs> and you know what will happen, I reckon, Kush, if you went to do that, I think you'd lose confidence in the moment. So, you do an even shitter mm. version <laughs> <than> of <you> it. <just laughs> <did.
1: laughs> uh, to be honest, on a podcast, everyone's pretty chill. Like,
0: mm-hmm. it's
1: a little bit different because I suppose with – um Radio, it's a it's a big junket, right? So they're probably speaking to ten or fifteen people. That that's right. That's podcast.
0: That's why you can't sometimes judge the bad ones. Like it was it it was a shame for me. I reckon that um, Bill Hader and Amy Schumer came out for a film they were doing, and they were just a bit shitty and not interested. Mm-hmm. But you got to think they've been doing interview after interview after interview, especially when they, but then when studios bother to send them to Australia. They've they're just packed like all day, like <laughs> yeah. 14 hours of in, back-to-back five-minute interviews so you understand why they burn out and they yeah. don't really care about talking to you anymore.
1: Yeah, for sure, for sure. So we actually want to know because we've been listening to Jackie Road Studios and, mm. and really just want to know, I suppose, how did you come up with the idea because it's quite a unique concept um, and, you know, let the listeners know what it is if they haven't heard it um, and also if you've, you know, struggled with making any of the songs that come with it.
0: Yeah, great. Um, Jackie Road Studios is a project I made in this room that I'm sitting in. This is actually, I'm coming to you from Jackie Road Studios right now. Um, oh, we. I interview a guest each week and then I write and record a song based on something that we talked about in the interview. I loved the idea when I came up with it. Three weeks into the podcast, I hated myself for, <laughs> for the extra work I gave myself. If we hadn't have been in lockdown, I just wouldn't have done I just would have quit. But because I yep. had every weekend in Melbourne, we went through 120 days of lockdown and that's when I was doing it. Um, mm. So I had all weekend to work on the songs, but I, I would... Please, if people want to check it out, it's still up there. The Season 1 finished um, earlier in the year, but uh, Jackie Road Studios on all your good podcasting apps and all the songs from the interviews are on Spotify as well. If you search Jack Post in Spotify, you can listen to them there or I think you can find them on YouTube and Apple Music and the other streaming services. But it was a great way. I was trying to teach myself how to record from home. So Mm. it was the first time I'd ever... Um, properly tried to learn how to record instruments and vocals and that sort of thing. So I I learned a lot, but it was just a brutal... uh, Every week I I would get to Friday and see the looming deadline of Sunday night when I submitted it (laughs) and... I My poor wife during that time because I used to just complain, like, why did I do this? I don't get any money from it. Those suckers that don't even bother to write emails in. They don't deserve this, all my work. But I'm so – now, of course, now that I've done it, I'm so proud of the, the album that I made from it. So I got 12 interviews from it, which means 12 songs, so an album mm-hmm. length worth. And I promised on the last episode of the podcast that I'll bring it back for season two. And I have not made <laughs> any, <And again. laughs> any progress on getting uh, closer to episode one of season two.
2: Could we suggest Mm. maybe a Saffron 88 as your first (laughs) track on the album?
0: That's the interview that people really want to hear. (laughs) It
1: would be like a diss track.
0: Yeah, it would be.
1: Well, actually, one of our fans wrote in a question for us. Um, He goes, ask him about when he was 13 and used to come over to Byron's house and insist we burn Legos with matches and if he still loves that.
0: (laughs) Okay. I honestly don't know Byron. No. I, I think I think you've been played here. Oh, I somebody really wanted is like, this to be true. Yeah, I don't know a Byron. I did in my youth set stuff on fire. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Um, I don't remember a Byron. No, I don't think that's true. And I don't remember setting Lego on fire.
2: What was your go-to?
0: <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> Material of choice. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we had a crazy kid in our street who my mum and dad. Don't tell me like you set him on fire. <laughs> <laughs> and I was doing the street a favour. He was brutal, but I did the street a favour. So he would, um, we would go and play with him and and uh, he liked to set fires and um, I, I think like, I hate to say this, I think grass, like grass fire, I mean, it sounds Jeez, really, yeah, no, just uh, maybe edit this out. <laughs> yeah, yeah
3: <we'll> <laughs> no, no. Look, if it's if it's buffalo grass, I'm all for it. Yeah. That, that is the worst type of grass <laughs> <Yeah>. and
0: <coughs> free for grass all. It's really just a weed. No, <laughs> like, grass on our nature strip. We weren't going out to like forest and, and setting fires, yeah. but like I remember yeah. him setting the grass on the nature strip on fire. Toys that we had, like when I was growing up, Power Rangers was big. He he set one of my brother's Power Rangers on fire. Um, he was bad news. Are you sure this isn't um, Sid from Toy Story 2? (laughs) No, honestly, Kush, he was like, he was Sid from Toy Story 2. That's (laughs) that's who he was. And my my mum was torn because she felt sorry for him because being an only child Mm. and to a single parent, And she wanted him to have friends and people to get involved in his life. Mm. But also, Mm. he was Sid from Toy Story 2. was obviously (laughs) a terrible influence (laughs) on us.
1: (laughs) So, he turned into a petty arsonist. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, how good. All right, Jack. Obviously, look, there are a lot of famous posts, right? But this last part of the podcast is where we determine who and once and for all is the best post. So, we're going to call this little segment, The Battle of the Posts. And you, Jack Posts. Be coming up against one of some of the biggest posts in history. Yep. Um, it is not Mike Post, it's not Postman Pat, not even Australia Post. It is Post Malone.
0: Yeah. So <laughs> I only found out recently that Post Malone was a post. Austin Post, mm-hmm. is Austin it? Austin Post, yeah. That's it. Yep.
1: So we've got three rounds for you. Um, and basically, we've got a couple of questions that Post Malone and you will go head to head against. Um, the first round is the Never Have I Ever round. So, okay. he used, he, used to, he went on uh, Jimmy Fallon the other the other month and he uh, answered these three questions. And so, okay. basically, whoever gets the most points will be the best post. Let's go. Never Have I Ever lost a bet over $1,000. Oh, no.
0: Nah, I haven't. I haven't. No. Nah. I've been... I've had to ban myself from the casino. <laughs> But not for a single bet Death by a Thousand Cuts Is more my gambling style Mm. Of Mm. um, I'll just put another $20 on I lost that Maybe I'll just put another $20 on (laughs) And I had to give myself a, A self ban Actually you know what this is, this is my worst gambling story because I do have it in me and I try not to gamble now because I know I've got that beast in me that just like the hunger for <laughs> it, keep going until you've got no money. Chase I your have,
1: losses, absolutely.
0: I was dating this girl from Sydney and I only had gone out with her maybe twice before she came uh, down to Melbourne and we went to the uh, Spring Racing Carnival, Melbourne Cup. And mm. I... so. You know, I should be on my best behavior for such an early part of a relationship. And I'd lost all my money during the day. And I, and I said, oh, no. Can I borrow 50 bucks of you? <laughs> <laughs> and I, I put 50 bucks on what somebody told me was a sure thing, and it lost. So I lost my money. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a proud moment. Uh,
1: but all right.
0: Never over $1,000, no. Okay,
1: post loan one, Jack post nil. Damn. Never have I ever. Gone out for drinks and woken up in a different city.
0: Definitely not a different... Ah, No, no, nah, I haven't done that. The closest I've got is transiting between cities. When I was um, like f- 20, I was going through France and Spain on like a backpacking tour. Yeah. And I was in, I was trying to get from Paris to Barcelona and we stopped in this town called Toulouse, which is at the south of France. Mm. And we knew that our train was 6 a.m. the next morning. So we we're all like, all right, <laughs> let's everybody get to bed nice and early, early wake up. And then at that age, you're just like, well, we might as well go for one drink. How, we've never been to Toulouse <laughs> before. <laughs> and then one tr- drink became many drinks. I got split up from my friends. I was walking the streets asking people if they knew where my hotel was. <laughs> it was just a, and we missed the train the next morning. Um, but no, I've never arrived in a new city.
1: All righty. Posty's, he's looking good here so far. Um, never have I ever been mistaken for another celebrity.
0: I have a lot of people tell me I look like Michael Sarah from Superbad, but mm, never yeah. Mis- yeah. never yeah. to the point where somebody's actually like, oh, Michael Sarah's." Walking down Brunswick
1: Street. (laughs) (laughs) All right. 3-0. Now we go to the musical head-to-head. All right. So, at what age, Jack, did you start learning the guitar?
0: 12.
1: 12. Post Malone, 9.
0: It's 4. It's hard to be a a pro musician in the (laughs) music round, though.
1: That's true. That is true. But I would (laughs) call yourself quite pro oh, thank you. <laughs> we set the bar h- high here <laughs> all right how many instruments do you play jack
0: <sighs> well guitar not well piano and guitar
1: that's 2-1. Jack that's Post two is on the board. He's on the board.
4: <laughs> on the board.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Here we go.
1: All right. We move on to the mis- miscellaneous head-to-head. Jack, how many houses have you built with your bare hands?
0: I have built one house with my own hands. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> We're clawing back 4-2. Um, oh, this is, this, is, this is more for a question for Stan and Kush. Um, mm. Who has the better beard?
0: he actually i have a terrible beard but so does post malone
1: this is <laughs> horrendous yeah.
3: his is difficult to look at it's it is hobby. very difficult
0: <laughs> when, when people if people watch the video of this they'll they'll see that my beard is quite full but i've purposely put the camera on my good side i'm patchy on the left hand side I'm, mm. but i still think post malone is so bad it's me yep <laughs> it i'm, I'm, it I'm is, great that. it is jack post <laughs>
3: This is the greatest comeback of all time. Here we go.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Here we go. This is for the tie. The least number of bad tattoos.
0: (laughs) Ah, yes. Even though I have a terrible tattoo on my back of two swallows, that is the exact tattoo that one of the Veronica's has, which is a terrible tattoo. I've only got one bad tattoo and he has many.
2: Thousands.
0: Yes. Yes. Did I win in the end?
1: I think it was a drop it was a
0: drop <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it that was a huge comeback
1: <laughs> Big time. What? what, what is the uh, did you get it first or did the Veronica's get it first
0: I did well I don't know when they got theirs I didn't know about theirs I just felt like I walked into the tattoo parlor with a picture of my favorite <laughs> Veronica and said give me this I just somewhere along the line found out that they had the same tattoo that I've got on my back
1: Well, there you go. All right, that ends the interview segment. We know that Jack and Post Malone are equals. I'm
0: I'm, I'm happy with that. I'll show respect to Austin Post. (laughs) I hope he shows the same to me.
2: All right, guys, it's time for the game. So, Jack, for some context on this podcast, we do like to play a lot of games. And we thought because of your extensive uh, experience in radio, we'll test your musical knowledge against Roe and Cush. Okay. So, Jack, as an obvious stalwart of Australian commercial radio, um, having been in various forms of radio for the better part of almost two decades, this should be quite easy, considering Roe and Kush famously don't listen to music. Um, <laughs> Kush, I will say Cush so did, did have a, a weird... personality trait. He
0: doesn't <laughs> listen to music. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I will say Kush had a weird period last year where he was weirdly obsessed with Dua Lipa and we were quite concerned. <laughs> um, and then that now he's Dua moved Lipa. on to... He's moved on to UK Drill, so <laughs> we are looking out for him. Um, but yes, this game is called Nostalgia Remix. I'm gonna, I've got a list of songs that Ro, Kush and I would have grown up with. So in the 2000s to early 2010s, Yep. Um, I'll name the song an artist and literally you just have to tell me the year it was released and okay. you'll be going up against Ro and Kush and it's nearest to pin. So whoever's closest will win.
0: And buzz in or we go one for one? We'll go one
2: for one. So we'll start with Jack on the first one and the second one, Ro and Kush will start on. And I've got 10. All right. So, the first one is Down by Jay Sean. So, what year did that come out in?
0: Don't even really remember how it goes. Oh. Um. <laughs>
2: I was, was going to say, for for us three, brown boys, so say, <laughs> this song was a song, you know, it's an anthem
1: for us. Put us in the limelight. <laughs> exactly. Okay, so, when
0: you say when you guys are kids, like, I'll go 2003? Oh, <laughs>
1: Oh, I think that was um, Rowan Cush. Cush says two thousand three. Th- no, I think that was too early. It was like when we were just starting, or maybe year six or something.
3: I think it was to end of
1: primary school. That's what I'm thinking.
3: Go I don't know when that, that was though.
1: Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm thinking what two thousand and eight, maybe two thousand and nine. Let's go two thousand nine. That is dead on the money, boys, because I oh, remember
0: oh. <laughs> we go, at
2: our year six farewell, they played this song four times. <laughs> That's how much of a banger it was. <laughs>
0: <laughs> See, when you're when you're in your childhood, though, you've got things to anchor your years to, like using yeah, primary true. school and stuff. As soon as you're out of school, like I, I think I'd be good at this in 90s and very early 2000s. As soon as you're out of school, you got no anchor for any years. It's just all one big mush. The excuses
2: have come out early from chat already. (laughs) (laughs) Well, currently it's 1-0 to the Critical Banter Boys. The next one is Skater Boy by Avril Lavigne. And Cushion and you guys can have a crack at this one first.
3: I'm going to be honest. I haven't (laughs) heard of the song nor the artist. (laughs) (laughs) I've
1: heard the song and the artist, but I'm thinking, again, it's in that early 2000 era. So well I'm, well I'm just talking to myself at this point. Yeah <laughs> you are.
2: You need nothing from Kush. Two thousand and five. All right. Jack they reckon two thousand and five. What do you think?
0: This is a very important song to me. <laughs> I, it was in I was a skateboarder when this came out. Uh what year? I will go a little bit earlier than oh five and I'll say two thousand two.
2: Boys, he's good. That is dead on the oh, money. Two thousand two. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that
2: was very. What? How long did your skating period uh, era last for?
0: Um, Tony Hawk's Skateboarding came out in '99, <laughs> and <laughs> I got everybody got a skateboard. Um, who was uh, my age when Tony Hawk's came out on PlayStation? And then I skated until the end of high school. So a good, five or six years. Jeez. Yeah, I could do a kick flip.
2: <laughs> Might have to get a video off that. Um, yeah, can
0: post, can post Malone do a kickflip? <laughs> 5 4. Jack Post has won. He's won. I
2: think Post Malone can afford to buy Tony Hawk, so <laughs> I think he wins.
0: It's now Post Malone's post gator.
2: <laughs> All right. Third one is Low by Flowrider. Another absolute classic, mm-hmm. which still gets played at the clubs these days. Um, Jack, you're up for this
0: one. I think I was in radio at this point. So. Uh I'll go two thousand ten.
1: All right, Jack says two thousand ten boys. Weren't you in radio in like
4: nineteen
1: eighty five I'm never coming back on this
3: podcast. <laughs> you remember? Right? You know I know I've heard this song, I have. I <laughs> have indeed.
1: <laughs> but the date, oh I'm not sure. I'm thinking, again, it's, uh, it's maybe mid-primary school. So, like, yeah, 2007 is where I'd land. Mm.
2: I don't know how you've done it, But Yep, you're absolutely right. <laughs> 2007.
0: Oh, 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 oh. That was my All first right. year of radio, 2007. We're well, no, sorry. First year of commercial radio, I've been at, obviously, the student. Yeah. Yes.
2: All right. Currently 2-1 to the boys. Um, next one up is A Thousand Miles by Vanessa Carlton. When did that one come out? Is this the Are you familiar? 1,
1: miles? Is that that song? No, jeez. That no. <laughs> that's by The Proclaimers. Wrong song. <laughs> All right. Well, then I've got no idea. Kush, just name a year, mate.
3: <laughs> yep. If I get the date right, the month and the day, will I get triple points? Sure. Month
4: and
3: day. not Jack. There's no chance he's getting it. 2006, March 16th. Nah, don't worry about it. Okay. All
0: right, Jack.
2: <laughs>
0: Earlier. Two, I'll go 2001.
2: Again, spot on. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) All right. So, now it's two all. So, next up is Strawberry Kisses by Nicky Webster. This is a seminal song of Australian culture even, not even just our generation.
0: Yeah. Okay. I'll go. Well, when was Sydney 2000 was Nicky Webster's introduction to Australia?
2: That's Mm. correct.
0: So, maybe 2003?
2: All right. So, Jackson won 2003.
1: Of course, is Right style,
0: 2004.
2: <laughs> <laughs> are you locking Lock it in 2004? In. We're locking Lock it in. <laughs> in. You guys are so stupid. It's
0: 2001.
4: The wrong way.
0: Your prices Right and the wrong way.
2: All right. Few more to go. Um, next one is What About Me, Shannon Knoll. Knoll's. Mm,
1: when was the Australian Idol- Guy that Sebastian, million dollar, dollar question, right?
3: Doesn't it happen every year? Australian Idol. <laughs> 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 it does.
1: Shannon <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Knowles. This has got to be also the 2007, 2008 period, surely. Mm, I'm thinking 2007. Dare I suggest?
0: I'm happy with your dead suggestion. <laughs> Let's go with that.
2: <laughs> All right. Lock so the in, boys mate. say 2007, Jack.
0: I'm gonna go. Surely earlier than that, Shannon Noll was part of the first Australian Idol, so I'll play the Price is Right. And 2006 December 31st 2006
2: I'm really not liking This strategy But yes You are correct (laughs) That came out In 2004
0: Uh, What
1: was I Uh, thinking Of course It was the first one Right That's why it was so famous Exactly That is
2: That's so correct All right. Next one is Thanks for the memories Fallout boy By the way Jack is easily winning This 4-2 right now (laughs) Right So thanks for the memories Fallout boys Um Growing, no, sorry, Jack, you're up first for this one.
1: Two thousand nine. All right, two thousand and nine, boys. Thanks for the memories. You know, famously spelt, not correctly, (laughs) missing all the vowels. (laughs) This was actually like my favorite song. So, like, one of my your emo period. No, I did have the emo period, but it wasn't. It didn't correlate to this. Actually, I was very young. I remember seeing this, and I was in like maybe, ah.
4: I think it's I 2007, know, right?
1: Dates. No, don't do that. I, know,
3: I, I genuinely think it's 2007 because this was like the near end of primary school. I have a feeling okay. it's 2007, right? All right. Go on. Sen. By God's grace,
2: we've <laughs> just <laughs> somehow gotten a music question right. I think we end the podcast here. My I have no idea done. how you've done that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, it's Time. back to 4-3. We've got three more. So, let's, let's bring us home, lads. All right. Last. Next one is Untouched by the Veronicas. So, boys, you can start off that one. Right. This is a, also,
1: again, a classic. Well, Jack's got an advantage here. He's matching with the (laughs) Veronica. He's practically related to the Veronica's. (laughs) (laughs) I remember like in McDonald's, they had those little um, speakers that came out and they would play untouched by the Veronica's. (laughs) Now, when did I eat Happy Meals? That's the real question. (laughs) Dare I say 2007 again, bro? (laughs) (laughs) Go on. 2007, we're locking it in. It's one of the
2: greatest comebacks of all time. Oh, wait. Ah, ah. I'll give Jack a go, my bad.
0: (laughs) We got it right, though. But if you got it right, you got it right. You got it right, yeah. Yeah. It was dead set
2: 2007. All right, so it's four all, two more to go. All right, Jackie, your next one is Call Me Maybe by Carly Rae Jepsen.
0: All right, we're back into the 2010s here. I'll I'll go 2012. All right, Mm. he says 2012, lads.
1: Push any ideas. I think it's got to be before. I think it's got to be before. All right. Yeah. 2010? Is that too early? Or it, yeah. Too late?
0: And You know you want to price is right. Just do it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <No>. <laughs> oh, right. I'm leaving this up to you. This one's all you. Well, we went the wrong way last time. 2011. No, nah, it was 2012. Jack was right.
2: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right, boys. 5-4. Last one. So, best you guys can do is draw or Jack can win it. All right. Your next one is... Somebody that I used to know by Gotcha. We go first, right. right? Yeah, you guys go first.
1: Ooh. Kush, iconic.
0: This
3: was, this was using Shrek, wasn't it? It absolutely wasn't. Wasn't it?
0: <laughs> <laughs> <Wasn't> it? <laughs> it Maybe one of the latest Shreks, like Shrek 6. <laughs> <laughs> the one that no one watched.
3: Okay, um, bro, this is, again, entirely up to you. <laughs> I'm here for moral support. All right, let's go 2014 All right Jack,
2: for the win They've said 2014 What oh, do you say?
0: It's got to be earlier I reckon 2010
2: He's right, boys 2011 And Jack oh, wins
0: uh, the Yes
2: 6-4 Decisive in the end If you ask me
0: So now we're
1: 0-3 <laughs>
2: with
3: guests <laughs> Yeah, we
0: are <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's your guys' podcast Why don't you choose something That you're better at?
3: I think Sen just hates us I, I just think he just despises All of us with our musical knowledge <laughs> I like seeing you guys lose. It's fun.
2: (laughs) All right, guys. That brings us to the end of the episode. Be sure to check out Jack posts on Instagram and TikTok and Jackie Road Studios. Um, And yeah, just big thanks to him for coming on and being a good sport. Thank you, Jack. If you want to see the rest of our
0: episodes, you can find them on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or any of your favorite podcast apps. All of our links as well as Jack's are in the description of this week's episode. And with all that, we'll see you guys next week.